Hi, and welcome to the Hospital IQ Podcast. I'm Michael Krogman. With us today is Tim Vassell, our Executive Vice President of Technology. Now, for our existing customers, Tim, we already offer them a seven-day census forecast. We forecast staffing needs. We forecast availability. But all of that is sort of being thrown out the window right now. Like staffing needs are at 100% more or less. Patient flow is a little less predictable because nobody yet has a handle on how long a COVID-19 patient would be in the hospital. In order to adjust our existing systems for our customers, what changes have we made in light of COVID-19? We've made a number of enhancements. So I'd say the traditional predictive models um, certainly didn't account for this COVID crisis, which is quite the anomaly, but they, they still can be useful and valid. I mean, it depends on the region of the country you're in. So there, there are places like Des Moines, Iowa, for example, that are running well under typical census levels uh, as they, they wait for, for the peak of, of COVID to hit their region. So certainly our existing tools are still relevant and useful uh, even in those places, um, just because everyone's at a different point on, on the curve right now. But once you do hit that, that, that steep slope of the curve and the number of admissions are rising rapidly, you're, you're spot on. You're going to want to be staffing uh, as much as you can and opening as many any flex units and additional beds and bays as possible, even certainly repurposing PACUs and, and ED bays base as needed. So the tools we provide in addition to the standard ones are a centralized place to, to track all of this, but also providing seemingly simple tools to actually flag patients having different conditions. Um, whether, for example, a patient is suspected of having COVID-19 or, is a, or has a confirmed case of COVID-19. We have a patient flow planner where you can flag patients in different ways, but this enhancement is really designed specifically with, with this epidemic in mind. It does make reporting to, to the state authorities and other authorities much easier. It's a great, great place to do that where a typical EMR may not be set up to provide that information at a, at a quick glance. Forecasting is a big part of what we offer in our solution in normal times, but is there any accurate forecasting that can be done right now with COVID-19 with, with it being so new and, and so much still being unknown? There's so much that's unknown about it. So we still are looking at uh, what the transmission rates are, what the percentage of the population that, that needs hospitalization or needs ICU care, needs a ventilator, um, or, or even whether somebody who's, who's been infected and recovered can, can catch COVID-19 again. How long are they immune? But we do have some data on our side. So um, we've seen the, the disease sort of ravage Wuhan. We see it in Italy. Those are regions of the world that are, that are days ahead of us in the U.S. And so that provides some guidance, some, some calibration for us to sort of anticipate uh, what's to come. So we can use that information to help with, with our planning. Um, but given, given the unknowns, um, it is impossible for anyone to say, here's what next week would look like, never mind, here's what tomorrow would look like. But what we can do is provide some degree of confidence intervals to say, based on the range of possibilities, we think these are sort of the worst case scenario or the best case scenario, and then show visually what the forecast would look like under those different scenarios. So it's not just providing a single forecast for tomorrow. It's saying, 
here are the range of possibilities from best case to worst case, essentially, um, which still bounds the, the problem to some degree. You can get a sense of what's to come and, and plan appropriately based on that. So you can look and see, okay, based, based on best case or worst case scenarios, when we might be running out of ICU beds in our county. Uh, and that can, that can be really helpful for, for planning purposes. Maybe you have a week, maybe you have two weeks. Uh, that, that kind of advanced notice can really make a difference. In our standard tool, we integrate with a, a hospital's EMR. But for this, what are some of the other data sources that we're pulling in to make sure that everybody's working from the same page and that the information is universal? This is where our platform really shines because there's so many different data sources that wrangling all that and making sense of it and keeping it all up to date is, is a monumental effort beyond the, the reach of, of most IT organizations, especially, especially now where they're really scrambling to, to battle this, this virus. What we do is we pull data not only from the EMR, but also from publicly available sources. So we're capturing flu data, air quality data, weather data, county level hospitalization and licensed bed statistics, and information about uh, COVID-19 cases. That kind of information we pull from a variety of sources, including the COVID tracking project and the CDC and state sources and then put all of this information together in one central place and provide forecasting on top of it. Incidentally, we make all these different data sources available to our, to our clients through pivot tables so they can look at the details, but perhaps more importantly is we synthesize some real insights using this data. And because these data pulls are automatic, there's really nothing for our clients to do other than look at the results and then take action based on what we're showing. I think you'll see a lot of forecasting tools out there that are available on the web, which are, are pretty amazing. Um, like the, the Penn Medical's Chime tool, for example, and SEIR models that epidemiologists have put together in short order. These are great tools and, and super useful, but um, they do require a fair amount of manual data entry. You have to tweak and tune a lot of different parameters, make different assumptions. And the benefit of our platform is we're we're really standing on the, the shoulders of these giants and incorporating their, their fantastic models uh, and also auto-tuning the parameters so that you can at quick glance take a look at a COVID dashboard and, and make sense of it. You don't have to spend your time wrangling the data and tuning the parameters every time something changes, which in this fast-paced environment right now, it's changing every hour. We know that a lot of hospitals were already using some antiquated reporting and data collection systems, even with the EMRs in place, we know that there's lots of spreadsheets being used. There's lots of physical rounding. And that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort, effort that could be otherwise spent on patient care. I would imagine that when hospitals are now setting up satellite locations that are outside of their typical boundaries and all staff is on hand, those manual processes become even more of a detriment, right? So what we're adding is that sort of instant data collection and, and giving a single source of truth and making it possible to digitally provide an update to the entire facility with the touch of a button from a remote location. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, it's taking what used to be in spreadsheets and all ad hoc, which is, as you can, I'm sure, appreciate, would get out, out of date really quickly and isn't centralized and moving it to our platform where Anybody can be empowered to do data entry for their locations 
and then all of their inputs are aggregated and shown in a concise dashboard for everyone to see. So it's an enter once, share everywhere kind of concept. So for everyone, they're always looking at the source of truth and it's always the very latest data. Uh, so that's a tremendous value over a typical spreadsheet approach. Thanks, Tim. That's a really interesting look at how we're helping our customers respond to this pandemic. For Tim Vasil, I'm Michael Krogman, and this has been the Hospital IQ Podcast.